It's game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Coach Jeff Collins Show. Blitz off the edge, it's picked up. Sims lobs it left side of the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Jackets! We'll hear from Georgia Tech football head coach Jeff Collins and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. He dies for the end zone and he gets in! Touchdown, Jackets! On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And welcome in. Glad to have you on another Wednesday night and another Jeff Collins show. Georgia Tech back out of the bye and back into ACC Coastal play this Saturday when they head under the lights in Charlottesville to take on 5-2 and two Virginia. Can't wait to bring you that action beginning with pregame at 5.30. Tomey's Leather, 7.30 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. But before Saturday night in Charlottesville, we've got Wednesday night here in Atlanta with head coach Jeff Collins. I'm Andy Demetra. Cornerbacks coach Jeff Popovich will also be our guest in the second half hour of the program. Coach, hope it was a good bye. How are you? Good to it talk was to good. you again. Yeah, appreciate it, Andy. It was a good bye week. Got some good family time. Got some, uh, a lot of developmental work. Got a lot of young guys. Uh, got to play a lot of football last week. So just uh, try to get healthy and get ready for a big-time ACC matchup Saturday night. I know it was a uh, bye week well spent. Not just the rest component, but doing some self-scouting, some workshopping, developmental guys getting rest, even though it is an idle week. That week is far from spent idly, uh, as anybody can attest inside this program, right? Absolutely. Did a ton of self-scout. Uh, did a lot of reflection on things we were doing well, things we need to improve on. And uh, situational football, as always, deep dives into every phase. And, uh, you know, some really good things, some things we need to continue to get better on as a program. Uh, but just fired up about the guys that bye week could not have come at a better time uh, to try to get some guys back. Uh, the roster was in a fragile state going into the Duke game and throughout the game. Just proud of the way our guys stuck together. Next man up mentality and just played until the final whistle. And I got the win. It was awesome. There is no more sweet relief than going into a bye week with a win as you guys were able to accomplish at Wallace. Wade Stadium the other Saturday, 31-27 over Duke. First win by Georgia Tech at Wallace Wade Stadium since 2013. You said your team showed a lot of heart, a lot of moxie, having to defend for 91 plays and then make that 88-yard touchdown drive to pull ahead with less than a minute to go. What were your takeaways that you shared with your guys about their performance against the Blue Devils? Yeah, just the biggest thing is just play one play at a time. When Whatever good happens, whatever bad happens, you've still got to continue to play the game. They did it. They stayed together. Uh, they just kept battling and uh, played all the way until the very end. And, uh, you know, those are things that you can build off of, that mentality, that mindset that I don't know has always been uh, in this program and just excited for the leadership in this program that has been able to take the next step. And now we've got to go into a bye week and then go on the road uh, against a really good opponent and uh, put together another complete game. Yeah, we'll break down the Cavaliers a little later on in the program. A couple of your defensive players earned weekly awards from the ACC for their performances versus Duke. A.C. ACC Linebacker of the Week, career-high 14 tackles for him. And then Wanye Thomas, ACC Defensive Back of the Week. He also set a career-high in tackles with 11 and that game-clinching interception. Quantity does not always equal quality when it comes to the number of tackles a player records, but what made both Ace and Wanye have really quality days versus Duke? Ace has had a, had a great season for us from a leadership perspective. He's a really good player as well and uh, was just making plays all over the field, 
gets everybody lined up, keeps everybody together. Uh, just his influence on this entire program has been so impressive. Um, and then he's getting the production out of it as well, personally, uh, which I think is always a good balance. And, uh, you know, played at a high level. And then Wanye, uh, the second half, we were only playing him on third downs uh, because he was so banged up. And uh, he just kept finding a way to fight, would not let us take him off the field in that last two-minute drive, and uh, came up with the huge pick to win the game. And uh, just like we practice every single Friday in this program, uh, we last play of the defensive uh, – the last two plays, actually, of the defensive kick script. Uh, Wanye picks the ball off and takes a knee. He did it in the game with, I think, 15 seconds left. And just like we practice it, really proud of him. He's a big-time player, but also a big-time decision-maker uh, and leader in this program. You always practice with a purpose, and nowhere was that more evident than the Duke game because you had referenced in your press conference yesterday the kick script that yep. you guys follow in practice, and it almost played out to a T on Saturday in Durham. For those who may have missed that portion of your press conference, explain the kick script and and how that unfolded, uh, like we said, almost step for step uh, at Duke. Sure. Yeah, so it, basically on Friday afternoon, or excuse me, Friday mornings, because we practice in the morning, uh, we essentially play an entire game uh, kickoffs, kickoff return, offensive drives, offense coming out, uh, defense red zone, defense coming out, every situation and flow of the game uh, that you can have. We practice it the day before the game. And uh, invariably, it always ends with the last plays, different situations, different times on the clock that we'll practice uh, in varying weeks just so they're exposed to a lot of situations. Uh, but basically, we played a four-minute drill. Uh, defensively, had to stop them use our timeouts wisely, uh, convert to a two-minute drill on offense, drive the ball 88 yards for the go-ahead score. Then we had to go play a two-minute drill on defense. And as we were going back to the locker room uh, after the win, I heard a couple of guys in the background were like, go, that was the kick script. We just did the kick script. That was Friday's kick script. And there's a lot of things that are rewarding, but knowing the things that you practice, the things that you emphasize – pay off on game days and your players recognize it and find value in it and that's exactly what happened against Duke on Saturday. So Friday's kick script the day before Duke, it called for an 88-yard two-minute touchdown drive? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. 88? No. Not, it, not, went, not quite it was 68. It was a 68-yard drive, so we were 20 off. Uh, but we did practice a 68-yard drive uh, to go and score. Uh, it was pretty cool. Well, uh, 88 yards in less than a minute and only six plays, and it was capped off by that unbelievable throw on third and six from Jeff Sims to Adonica Sanders. Here's Adonicus, your redshirt junior. He had zero targets for the first 58 minutes Two catches, 73 yards in that final drive. How did that final series against Duke encapsulate who Adonicus is as a player? He's just very unselfish. It just stays ready so it doesn't have to get ready. Just always working really, really hard. Uh, and if we go back to, I can still remember this vividly, and he and I talked about it after the game, our first kick script that we practiced uh, during preseason camp. So we teach all the young guys, here's what a Friday practice before a game is like. So we practice the Friday kick script, and we go out there uh, during preseason camp, and for whatever reason, Jeff threw it to Adonicus four out of the five times in that drive. I think Dono had to go in and get an IV after that practice because he got all of those plays, and he and I were laughing after the game. I'm like, 
Dino, that was the kick script from preseason camp where Jeff threw you the ball every single time uh, to win the game, and it played out like that uh, on Saturday in Durham. And I just just really proud of him, who he is in this program, uh, the leader, the teammate, all of those things uh, that Adonica Sanders is. Yes, maybe there was something subconscious going on with Jeff Sims uh, on that final drive yeah. with Dono. Uh, Jeff nearly top 300 passing yards for his second straight week, 297. He averaged close to 25 yards of completion, shook off a couple of interceptions. Your defense bowed up on the ensuing drives, did not allow Duke to score a point off of those interceptions. It just seemed Jeff, when the moment was required, he delivered. Your takeaways on Jeff's performance? Yeah, he's a big time player, and just just proud that he's in the white and gold. Um, but just the, you can just see him every single game, gains more and more confidence. Just goes out there, and you're starting to see him in, in long stretches. Just go out there and play. He knows our offense inside and out. He knows where the playmakers are, how to get them the ball. He knows how to read coverage now and where the blitzes are coming from, how to redirect protections, excuse me, where to take us in the run game. Um, but then you seem just in, in spurts just playing ball. And uh, that's one of the biggest things as he continues to just get better and better because uh, he's got such a good personality, such a good love of the game, and you just see that come out more and more and more, and he's just out there playing ball, and I'm uh, just really proud of him. Can you walk us through that play call on third and six from the Duke 36, what you dialed up, what Duke tried to counter with, and the clutch throw that Jeff made, not only on his back foot, but as he was being hit, and he couldn't have placed it any better over the shoulder to Adonicus in the end zone. Yeah, and they were still playing uh, some of the things that they had played on third down throughout the game, uh, regardless of the situation, had man-to-man coverage with Dono, uh, had good protection, um, but then once Jeff bought us a little more time and made a ridiculously athletic uh, jump pass that went in the air, I think 50-some-odd yards. Uh, there's not a lot of humans in the world that can do that. and uh, But ju- big-time play uh, by both Jeff and Dono and just the presence of mind and uh, the finish by Dono was awesome. You could tell to a man, your team's tank was on E, but they come back with the W to Atlanta and look forward to another W this Saturday as they head to Scott Stadium to take on Virginia. We'll dive into our preview of the Cavaliers with you on the other side of the break. Quarterbacks coach Jeff Popovich also on the way. Plenty more to get to. Stay with us. This is the Jeff Collins Show right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Great teams leave it all on the field. But with the powerful towing and payload that Ford F-150 delivers, you can take it all with you, too. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150. Built for greatness. Visit your local Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. Hey, stranger, want us to deal you a hand? Your goat can play too. We play Kino. Kino? That's got to be as tricky as brushing a mule's teeth. It's easy. You just pick 10 numbers, then Kino picks 20. The more you match, the more you win. Huh. And if I match all 10 of my numbers, I win. Up to 100 grand. We'll shoot fire next. What, tarnation? Don't ever say shoot fire around my goat. Win up to $100,000 every three and a half minutes. Play Kino from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. 
Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventure, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. Atlanta, home of clout, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city, you have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger. With a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta. And what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. Latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Coca-Cola, new look, improved taste, new Coke Zero Sugar. As we welcome you back to the Jeff Collins Show, Georgia Tech and Virginia this Saturday in Charlottesville. Last three games in this series have been decided by five points or less, and Georgia Tech leads the all-time series 21-20 and 1. Jackets and Cavaliers did not meet up last year because of uh, COVID ditching the divisions, but back at it this Saturday in Charlottesville. We're back at it with head coach Jeff Collins. Uh, you had said in your press conference that your graduate assistants play an instrumental role in your self-scouting during the bye week. I was wondering if you could elaborate on that and, and just how important and vital they are to what you do and how you approach your bye week. Yeah, and they do it every week. I mean, they do deep dives into into everything, but the, the being able to pour over the data um, during the bye week was huge and some of the things that they found out that we were doing really well, some things that we really need to improve on and the whys behind it as well uh, were really cool. So just the, the way we were able to get better, figuring out the things we're really good at, figuring out the things that we think we're good at, but then look at the data and it's not really the perception isn't quite in meet reality and, uh, you know, just figure those things out and put the guys in a really good position. Uh, we've got really good players. We've come so far uh, as a roster, as a culture since the last time uh, we played Virginia and just excited to go up there on the road and uh, together and put together a really good performance. I know your offensive line had to grind through some injuries in that Duke game. What kind of attitude have they kept amid 
uh, all the changes, guys going down during the game, guys playing maybe out of position. <laughs> I know you, you teach that positional flexibility, yeah. but some guys feel more at home on one spot on the line than others. But it just seems like it, whatever it takes, the offensive line is going to do it. Yeah, it's just the, the what's important now, philosophy, mentality, what's next, who's got to step up and, and contribute. They did it. Uh, Coach T does a great job all throughout spring, all throughout uh, preseason camp exposing them to the different positions along the line just in case we were ever in a situation like this. Well, we're here, uh, and so we just got to make the most of it. Uh, we try to cross-train as many guys at the center position as possible, um, and guys are moving left tackle, right tackle, guard to tackle, tackle to guard, um, so that we can, when we do have uh, issues, ha- have solutions to them. Uh, one of the big parts of our process is a is a, a meeting on Fridays that's called playing the players. And it is how we're going to establish our first-team offensive line, who's the backup, who's the next man in. We do that with every single position on the roster uh, within personnel groups, how we're going to deploy our guys, what the rotation is based on the ATL depth chart, how they practiced, how they prepared. But there is a detailed plan at every single position of how we're going to play our players and what are the contingencies in place in case we do have a string of injuries like we had in the secondary uh, and like we had on the offensive line versus Duke on Saturday. Yeah, there are adjustments, but there is no such thing as winging it. Uh, There is a rhyme and reason to who is lining up where if certain players have to miss a series or a snap. Uh, Another guy who contributed for you against Duke was Zende Ray in special teams. 35-yard punt return in the third quarter. That was the longest punt return by Yellow Jacket in six years. Uh, AZ not only bolstering the special teams with the wide receivers room as well, and we all know he's the older brother of your ACC defensive back of the week, Wanya Thomas. Walk us through a, you know, a, a AZ's recruitment out of the portal. I'm sure Wanya's <laughs> endorsement may have carried a little bit of weight. Yeah, absolutely. So just just love just love that family. And, uh, you know, obviously Wanya's been a big-time player in this program. And uh, Zende was, was going to leave, enter the portal, and uh, we're able to uh, get the inside track in the recruiting uh, once that happened. So uh, just glad he's part of the program. He's been been a huge uh, addition on special teams uh, for us. I think he starts on three of the four special teams, and that's a a huge honor in this program. And, uh, you know, does a great job as a punt returner uh, as well. Has made some kickoffs on uh, kickoff – or, excuse me, has made some tackles on kickoff this year. And all of those things with our track record of getting guys to the NFL solely based on special teams, uh, I, I think that works in our favor with a lot of guys as well, and I think that bodes well for Zende at the next level. You have a very discerning eye for grad transfers. How has he been a good fit for your program and the culture that you've created? Yeah, just a great young man. Comes to work every single day. Great attitude. Great teammate. Uh, You know, he spends a lot of his time on the developmental offense, but just runs really, really hard, does anything and everything that's asked of him, uh, knows how much he's appreciated by all of us, and uh, just has a tremendous attitude every single day. And I'm just so glad he's part of this program. Another wide receiver that you saluted in your press conference yesterday, even though he did not have a reception, 
was P.J. Harris. He made arguably two of the biggest plays by a wide receiver outside of Donica Sanders nope. in that Duke game. Why was that? Yeah, I, you know, I told everybody in the program, P.J. Harris won the game for us uh, just because on two of the interceptions, uh, excuse me, one of the interceptions, if he does not give ridiculous effort to dive and lunge and clip the, the kids' uh, heels who made a really nice pick uh, and steps out of bounds, that thing is probably going to the house. Not only did it not go to the house, they got zero points off of the drive because uh, our defense has a put-the-ball mentality. They came out in an adverse situation, forced them to zero points, but that would have never been possible without the efforts of P.J. Harris. And we made sure everybody in the organization knew it, uh, does a tremendous job. I think he's a four-team special team starter and uh, does a tremendous job, takes that with unbelievable pride. And then he had some huge blocks for us uh, on offense as a receiver. And because we were very limited at tight ends on Saturday versus Duke, P.J. went out there and played some tight end for us as Did well. And uh, just, a, just a selfless individual Great teammate, great player, and uh, just really proud of him. I did, I did not know PJ played some yep. tight end for you. Yep, wow. sure did. He's got some. He's got some body on him. Yep. He, he knows how to throw his body around too. <laughs> no as we doubt. See in the blocking game. Uh, who, who were some of the unsung defensive standouts versus Duke? We talked about Ace. We talked about Wanye yep. uh, and some of the others. But in the same vein as PJ, who was a defensive player that might have flown under the radar? But after you turned down the film, you said, "Man, we could not have done it without him." Yep. So uh, obviously, Wanye and Ace well deserved got ACC honors. But internally, the defensive player of the week was Jamin Brooks. Uh, he was playing the zero nose for us and was just commanding double teams, was living in the backfield. Uh, he was even being triple teamed at times, uh, which enabled Ace to run free a lot. But just his effort, his attitude coming from being a walk-on in this program to earning a scholarship, to earning jersey number zero, the first kid to ever wear zero in the history of Georgia Tech football uh, is really, really cool. And just, just who he is every single day has a walk-ons attitude, even though he's been now a two-year starter scholarship player, uh, keeps that same attitude, same demeanor, same mindset, uh, and work ethic every day. Very nice. And you will see Jamin and the rest of the Yellow Jackets Saturday, 730 in Charlottesville as Tech takes on Virginia. We'll get into our preview with Coach Collins and wrap up with him. It's the Jackets and the Cavaliers this Saturday. Tommy Slether at 730. We'll preview that after this. It's the Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. I'm former Atlanta Falcons head coach Dan Reeves, and I want to tell you about Tommy Nova Center. Tommy Nova Center has helped over 25,000 people with disabilities find meaningful employment. When you donate your vehicle to Tommy Nova Center, you donate a perfect job opportunity for people with disabilities. Your donation will fuel the employment training programs that change lives every day at Tommy Nova Center. Donate at TommyNovaCenter.org or by calling 1-866-NOVA-AUTO. Jeff Francoeur here. As a farmer, I know the importance of Georgia Farm Bureau's advocacy work on behalf of farmers. And as a lifelong supporter of Georgia sports, I also know the importance of being part of a team. The Georgia Farm Bureau Insurance Company is always the home team, supporting our local communities and offering affordable home, auto, and life insurance for Georgia families. Georgia Farm Bureau, always the home team. Visit Georgia Farm Bureau online at gfb.org to learn more. 
If ACC football runs deep in your veins, then Sirius XM ACC Radio is where you need to be. We're talking conference and team previews, live games, news and analysis from experts like Chris Spatola, Bryant McFadden, Roddy Jones, and Tori Holt. Coaches shows, championship specials, and more. Get inside ACC football like nowhere else. Feed your fandom on the Sirius XM app. Stay up to date anywhere you go. Just download the app to start streaming. Discover Dahlonega, the heart of the Georgia mountains. A top pick for any adventure, take your family on a journey into the earth and find some gold in these hills. Explore our historic downtown and choose from one of our unique restaurant options. And dubbed the Napa Valley of the South, make sure to grab a glass from one of the many award-winning wineries. Plan your fall getaway today and make sure to come to the Gold Rush Days Festival in October. Learn more and plan your trip today at Dahlonega.org. Home, this field, this stadium, this city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATL. Back in the 404. Back home. Get your tickets, Georgia Tech merchandise, and everything you need to know about the 2021 season at RamblinRec.com. The legacy of Georgia Tech runs deep in the South. Dumped over the middle. Merchant makes the catch and will take it in. Scores for Georgia Tech. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Touchdown, son of a gun. Joe will dance into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech football is ready to buzz. Underneath at the five. Lurtles into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackson. Tickets for the 2021 season are now on sale. Visit RamblinRec.com. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Rolling along on this Wednesday night on the Jeff Collins Show. Don't forget to join us for Georgia Tech and Virginia this Saturday night, 7.30. Can't wait to bring you all the action between the Jackets and Cavaliers. Jeff Popovich coming up in the second half hour here of the uh, Jeff Collins Show. I'm Andy Demetra. Uh, did not mention this, uh, but I think it is worth uh, referencing here Quest Jackson, number one in the ACC in tackles per game. ACLE, number two in the ACC in tackles per game. Georgia Tech has not had a player lead the ACC in tackles per game since Kieran Fox back in 2003. <laughs> and between Quez and Ace, you've got two guys who are uh, bidding to change that. Again, Quez, uh, he didn't have 14 like Ace, but he still had a dozen tackles against Duke. How do they complement each other so well at linebacker? Yeah, it's been really fun to watch that those two have an unbelievable dynamic. Uh, if we were doing a reality show and could just follow those two <laughs> around all the time, j- just the, the level of smack talk that they have versus each other, uh, the love, the care they have for each other, the competitive, arguably two of the most competitive uh, people that I've ever been around. Uh, they're always competing at everything and uh, just great dynamic, great players, great leaders in the program. So proud of Jaquez Jackson, how much he's matured over the two and a half years that we've been here um, in every phase of his life. He's always been a talent 
talented player, uh, making plays all over the field, but just who he's developing in as a young man, as a leader, uh, has been awesome to see. And uh, his relationship with Ace uh, is really good for the whole defense and the organization as a whole. And also, let's not overlook the gains you guys have made in touchback percentage. Two years ago, 138th in the nation. That was last. Last year, 92nd. This year, behind that right leg of Gavin Stewart, you are 31st in the nation in touchback percentage as a special teams evangelist. That has to make you awfully proud. Yeah, there's no doubt. Just really proud of him. Uh, Gavin's done a great job, and I've said this before, and I mean it arguably pound per pound one of the best athletes on our team and uh, just does a tremendous job takes tremendous amount of pride attention to detail has a ridiculously strong leg uh we still have some fakes in our pocket uh that that he's working on um but it's just it's just fun to coach him every single day um great relationships with brent samaglia jude kelly's doing a really nice job Austin Kent, the Irish uh, punter, David Shanahan. Uh, it's just a really good room. And I think another person that goes unsung is Cade Long. I think he's arguably the best long snapper in the ACC, if not the country. And uh, just proud of our special teams and those guys, how they contribute every day. And Cade's had a couple of tackles downfield oh, yeah. on punts. That's nice to see as well. So you face this Virginia team that is second in the nation in passing offense. Brendan Armstrong, left-hander. How would you compare, contrast him to some of the other QBs that you've faced in the ACC, like Sam Howell, like Gunnar Holmberg, like Kenny Pickett, who, like <laughs> Brendan Armstrong, all rank in the top 20 nationally in passing yards per game? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, the quarterback play in this league is really, really good. And uh, every single week you think you're going to get a get a catch a breath, but then there comes another elite quarterback that you're having to defend. Uh, but it does a great job. Their, their offense is extremely multiple, unorthodox, but they do a really nice job with their package, with their scheme. The quarterback makes it all work, um, knows where to go with the football, knows how to manipulate coverage, and he's got some really good weapons around him um, and a big offensive line does a nice job protecting him you said unorthodox in what ways uh, would just you the, the level of motions the level of shifts the unique formations uh, the number combinations the guys that motion into the backfield at receiver and then end up being a tailback uh, they do that with a number of guys um, it is just a a very multiple attack, and it changes week to week, the looks, the window dressing. Uh, so we've got to be ready for anything and everything. They've got four former quarterbacks at their skill position, and they use them to throw the ball and double passes and all those things. So we got to be dialed in and ready. Well, they're coming off a shutout of Duke, but they also gave up 699 yards to North Carolina. So they've seen every end of the spectrum defensively as well. Look forward to seeing what you have cooked up for them at Scott Stadium on Saturday. That'll wrap up the Jeff Collins portion of the Jeff Collins Show. Coach, always appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Andy. All right, Jeff Popovich is on the other side. We'll discuss what he's seen from his cornerbacks this season. Jeff Popovich on the other way. Stay with us. More of the Jeff Collins Show after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Today's matchup, Scanner Energy partners up with Georgia Tech Football to take on your old natural gas provider. Just like how the Yellow Jackets swarm the field, Georgia residents will be eager to stiff-arm high prices and get real savings on natural gas. Visit ScanEnergy.com to take it to the house, your house. Passing up on these rates would be a complete debacle. So make a winning call and dial 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanEnergy.com for great service and great rates this fall. Touchdown! Home, this field, this stadium, 
This city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATL. Back in the 404. Back home. Tech returns home on Saturday, October 30th for an ACC battle with Virginia Tech. Get your tickets at ramblinrec.com. Kroger knows this year the holidays are doubly important, so make your celebrations doubly special with fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and Simple Truth organic Brussels sprouts. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain Wait, stop illegal. We've got even more special holiday food, like delicious king crab legs, private selection gourmet potatoes, our cave-aged Murray's cheese, and fresh-baked La Brea bread. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, legal. You're up. Double special in this void where prohibited. Certain restrictions may apply. Shop for participating stores for more details. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you. For anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Atlanta, home of clout, home of culture, home of Georgia Tech. But it's not enough to represent a city. You have to reflect it. And our story is Atlanta's story. A place that influences and innovates. A place that doesn't wait for change, it creates it. A place of relentless drive and undeniable swagger with a storied past and unstoppable future. That's Atlanta. That's Georgia Tech. So let others wish they were here or pretend they're from here. We are here. And when you take this celebrated program, in this world-class city, you get an electricity unlike anything in college football. Welcome to Atlanta, and what's the good word? This is Georgia Tech football. on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. As we welcome you back to this week's edition of the Jeff Collins Show. Always a treat when we have our annual all-Jeff edition of the radio show. As advertised, let's welcome him in now. Cornerbacks coach, defensive special teams coordinator for your Yellow Jackets, Jeff Popovich. Coach Pop, good to talk to you. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. So what is it like for a cornerbacks coach this week when you're facing the number two <laughs> team in the nation in passing offense in the Cavaliers? Uh, it's very stressful and it's sleepless. So, um, no, these uh, these guys present a lot of issues. Uh, really good group and it's a great test for our guys. We're actually really excited to, to go out there and, um, you know, hopefully uh, – uh, perform the way that we're preparing and uh, really looking forward to the challenge because it, it's a challenge. They're a good group of uh, receivers um, as a whole. They're they're really, really good, and uh, we're, we're excited. We're fired up. Well, look, you played the position in college at Miami of Florida. We'll, we'll talk about that chapter of your football life later on. You coach the position now. As a DB, 
Wouldn't you rather want to play the pass than play the run? Is there a part of your guys who look forward to this challenge this week? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, there's 100%. I mean, we'd much rather go out there and, and be involved in plays and, uh, you know, have opportunities to make plays and affect the game, um, you know, more often than just fitting on the run and cracker placing and every now and then you're getting a play action pass and staying on top or something like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's a lot more enjoyable for these guys to, to go out there and just be, uh, be involved every snap. Along with safety, cornerback might be the most seasoned position group at Georgia Tech this year. You look around at guys like Zamari Walden and, and Trace Willing and Tobias Oliver and Spider Sims. Well, how has that made coaching them this year, knowing you've got a lot of experience in that room? Uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, those guys, uh, you can kind of take the next step with them, you you know, beyond the fundamentals, beyond the basics of football, uh, you know, talking a little bit more scheme with them as far as, you know, defensively what we're trying to get done and why, and then offensively what offenses are trying to get done and, and why. So um, it, it's a lot of fun of those guys in the room. They, you know, there's a lot more communication. There's a lot more talk. There's a lot more bi-directional dialogue between us and them uh, in meetings. And so it is, uh, it, it, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Uh, to be in there with them every day. So some years you feel like you're teaching the 100-level course. This year feels like you're teaching the 400-level course. Yeah, exactly right. That's Those nice. Guys, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, Trey Swindling has been a mainstay in the cornerback's room. Uh, what does it mean to have someone like Trey in your group? Not only his play, but his professionalism, his yeah. approach, his leadership, and just the cerebral way that he attacks the position. Yeah, no, he's, um, you know, he's... You know, you don't want to say he's irreplaceable, but um, you know, I just what he brings is is uh, professionalism to the group. Um, you know, he's a, he's a player coach essentially. I mean, he's a, he uh, understands a lot of football. He knows a lot of football. He studies a lot of football, and he also brings a lot of good uh, habits um, and work ethic to those guys, and gives a good example. He's always setting the example of how it should be done. Um, you know, so he takes care of his body. He's in the training room. He's watching film. Um, you know, he asks really good questions. He even asks questions that he knows answers to, but he thinks that other people probably don't uh, know the it, answer. Hold his but teammates accountable. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, and, and more than anything, just he's going to ask the question that he knows someone else has but is afraid to ask. And so not even so much to try and call them out, but also, you know, to make sure that, you know, what in, in his mind the obvious gets gets said uh, in order to uh, everybody's on the same page. And that's why we like talking with you guys because – Oftentimes, the fans, they only see the product on the right. field. And sometimes your impact is measured simply in your statistics. But there's so much more Monday to Friday that goes into being a leader on this team that fans aren't privy to. And it's anecdotes like that that you just shared now yeah. on Trey that shows what value he brings each and every day he walks in here. That's right. I mean, shoot, he's, you know, um, he's invaluable. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, Anything that needs to get done within the group, he's, you know, the first one to, to bring it up in the group chat, to call guys in and talk to them. Um, you know, it really is a, a blessing to have him in that room every day. We do, however, measure, for better or worse, players' impact in statistics. And I look at Zabari Walden's tackles numbers, and they're down from last year. Yeah. But I also see that and say, mm, I think a lot of quarterbacks aren't trying to test Zabari right. and throw in his direction. How have you seen his growth at that other cornerback spot? Yeah, no, he's um, he, he's growing a lot. His his technique's getting much better. His understanding of the game is getting better. And and I think that's it, too. I think um, just hasn't had as many tackle opportunities. Um, and so he's... Um, out there performing well and doing a good job. And, I mean, shoot, I was talking to an NFL scout the other day about, you know, he's asking me some questions about some of our guys. And, and uh, you know, just talk about general production. He's like, hey, you know, so it's it's fine for corner not to necessarily have a ton of production because if they're not throwing his way and guys aren't catching the ball, that's not his fault. He's doing his job. And so, um, you know, I think it's been a little bit more 
of that from those guys in terms of uh, doing a good job in coverage and just not having quite as many tackle opportunities. Doing this interview with you two years ago, you just yeah. recently inherited Tobias <laughs> Oliver, and we all know what kind of path that he's walked yeah. at Georgia Tech from when you inherited him as a cornerback right. to where he is now. H- how much pride do you have as his position coach to have seen that development over the last several years? Uh, it, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's unbelievable how far he has come in such a short amount of time. I mean, he's um, obviously had started games at, qu- at quarterback for us uh, before we got here, a lot of football games. Um, and uh, to, to flip over on defense, and I'm not sure he really ever even played defense, so it's entirely different trying to learn um, being a reactive player instead of dictating what happens in front of you. Um, you know, that first spring practice, and I remember walking out of there and, you know, just, just encouraging him to keep his head up and keep working hard, but it's unbelievable how far he's come. I mean, technically, uh, you know, just seeing the game the way from a defensive standpoint, um, you know, it's night and day, uh, completely different uh, uh, Tobias Oliver on defense now. Do you feel a kinship with him because you were also a quarterback in high school? You also began your college career as a wide receiver before right. you flipped over to defensive <laughs> back, and that mirrors yeah. the position switches that Tobias has had. Right, yeah. Well, my, yeah, my, my wide receiver uh, days, <laughs> really quarterback days in college, too, was, uh, you know, in, it was a little cafecito in Miami, but <laughs> it was quick, very short-lived. But, um, well, you were, but yeah, you were I think a I've, quarterback I've gone in, through, in high school, in though, right? In high school, yeah. I was, yeah. exactly right. So I've gone through his transition, um, so I understood kind of what he was going through and, and uh, kind of the, the time it takes, and that's the biggest thing is just trying to, you know, throughout that process has been, you know, hey, you just got to be patient with it because it just takes time. I mean, no matter how good of an athlete you are, it just takes practice and reps and time to get used to, uh, you know, playing man-to-man defense, to playing off, to playing press, to bailing, and do all the things that we need uh, and we ask these guys to do, um, you know, and be able to do it instinctively. And so, um, that you know, being able to uh, kind of convey to him because I've walked his shoes before. Mm-hmm. Um, was 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 good. Has definitely brings us close together, um, and uh, has hopefully helped him a lot. One of the unsung guys from the other Saturday versus Duke. If you look at number of tackles, Miles Sims yeah. came up and had five. What has he done to, to kind of reinsert himself yeah. in the above the line chart and right. get on that field more? Where he he was out making plays against the Blue Devils. Yeah, no, he's um, Miles just continues to get better and and work extremely hard at at improving every day. He's been extremely coachable and he's been. Um, you know, I think he brings, um, you know, all those guys bring a little bit unique uh, talent and skill set to the position. So, um, you know, I think uh, as he continues to grow and develop, um, I mean, he's going to be a, a huge impact player for us. Um, you know, it's just he just has to keep keep growing and working hard and, and making strides. And I'm uh, extremely excited about how uh, how far he's come and, and his continued growth. I think the only time he's been called Miles inside this building has been in this interview right. or in the TSA <laughs> line when he's asked for his identification. He's spider right. to everybody, right? That's right. He's Yeah, that's that's his nickname from, <laughs> from you know, way back when he was little, uh, just long and gangly, and they've always just called him Spider. So Yeah, some yeah. things don't change. Right. Uh, and then Miles Brooks is another one of yeah. your young, highly touted cornerbacks, uh, was a top 100 yeah. kid nationally when Georgia Tech signed him out of Florida. Uh, how is has he grown to the point where he's yeah. able to crack what is a very crowded and as we mentioned yep. earlier experienced defensive backs group yeah I think his um you know his ability to get in there is, is he's just uh he's exactly what you're looking for um in any sort of teammate in any sort of player um works extremely hard has a great attitude shows up every day he studies the game and he's ready to go I mean he's going to know what to do if 
if if in any situation in the game you need a player out there, whether it be a corner or a safety, a nickel, and it's like, hey, I need a guy. Someone gets hurt. Someone goes down. Miles Brooks is running into the game. I mean, and you feel good that he's going to at least he's going to know where to be, know how to get it done, and know what his job assignment is. And he's going to be where he's supposed to be. So you have full confidence in him. And um, I mean, just extremely hard worker, a great individual, um, and just absolutely love his his energy and everything he brings to it. So um, he just continues to get better every day as well, and uh, fired up about him and his future. All right, we're talking about the here and now. We yeah. will talk a little more about Virginia, but I'm going to give you the commercial break <laughs> to sort of gin up some of those memories right. from your playing days at the U uh, right. and some of your time spent in uh, training camps in the NFL yeah. with the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Jeff Popovich is our guest here in the second half hour of the Jeff Collins Show. Always enjoy the conversation with our assistant coaches, and we'll continue the conversation with Coach Popovich after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The next generation of live event fan engagement is here. Visit ramblinrec.com app to download the new Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets app. Catch live stream shows, the Ramblin' Light Show, trivia polls, and more. Make sure you stop by the 404 tailgate before each Georgia Tech home football game at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Tailgate admission is free on the fun starts three hours before kickoff that features freshly grilled tailgating food to purchase a cash bar and lounge seating with tvs for more info visit ramblinrec.com go jackets every day the men and women of the united states marine corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the american way of life since 1775 wherever the mission takes us we always remember the land we call home as marines we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. It's that time of year where maybe you're tailgating or camping or just hitting the road and you need a sturdy, reliable, and compact grill that's up for the adventure. Hey guys, B. Finn here, and the Weber Traveler is the grill for you, for anyone who wants delicious grilled food away from home. With a compact design for minimal storage, the Weber Traveler easily fits in the trunk of a car and even offers a large grilling area that can deliver everything from pancakes to seared steak. And you can get yours today at your neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks home this field this stadium this city it has no equal in college football touchdown jackets when we step onto this field we feed off of your passion we need it because there's absolutely nothing like it back in the atl back in the 404 back home Get your tickets, Georgia Tech merchandise, and everything you need to know about the 2021 season at RamblinRec.com. The legacy of Georgia Tech runs deep in the South. Dumped over the middle. Merchant makes the catch and will take it in. Scores for Georgia Tech. Touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Touchdown. Son of a gun. Joe will dance into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech football is ready to buzz. Underneath at the five. Lurtles into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackson. Tickets for the 2021 season are now on sale. Visit RamblinRec.com. 
There's no better source on Georgia Tech football than the head coach himself. This is the Coach Jeff Collins Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Don't forget, it's Georgia Tech and Virginia. Tommy Slather, 7.30 from Scott Stadium in Charlottesville on Saturday. We'll have our network pregame starting statewide beginning at 5.30 as Georgia Tech looks for his first win at Scott Stadium since 2013. Remember, last time out in Durham, they won their first game at Wallace Wade Stadium since 2013 as well. Andy Demetra here chatting with cornerbacks coach Jeff Popovich. Here's a question that I've been meaning to ask you, yeah. and, and this probably is the bane of so many quarterback coaches' existence. How do you teach the transition from face-guarding a wide receiver right. downfield to turning his head around, yeah. but also making sure that you're not creating contact when right. that ball is underthrown? Because it seems yeah. like 90% of the time, <laughs> it's an unavoidable defensive yeah. pass interference. And I'm curious, what techniques can you teach two guys to yeah. make sure you avoid that? No, I think the biggest thing is uh, just having a, a feel and a sense of timing as far as how where, where you're at on the field and, and when you can look. And so, um, you know, part, a lot of that goes into uh, film study as far as when the ball is thrown, where the quarterback likes to throw it. Um, are they a back shoulder team, so you got to be ready to look early, or is it just straight down the field, um, in which case now that ball is going to be 25, 30, 35 yards down the field. So just a sense of timing and how far down the field you are. And then, then it's a matter of um, getting yourself in position to um, not interfere where you're able to look up for the ball and back and uh, be able to track it where and, and, and the referees have gotten much better in terms of um, an understanding that the defensive player is in a negative position there and they kind of uh, always talk about just if you're looking back for the ball um, they'll give you a little bit of benefit of the doubt now it's just a little bit uh, it is not easy it's difficult <laughs> not, not I disagree as, not as much as you would like no I disagree with at least 85 <laughs> percent of those pass interference defensive pass interference calls but um, no I, I I think uh, you know it, it is definitely something difficult some it's a question that comes up you know, continuous every single year. Um, but, uh, but I think the key there is, is just finding the right time to look and look early, um, go up and get it. And then just really be the first to go up and, and jump for the ball too. Right. Like you got to get off the ground, um, to go get it and catch it at its highest point. I believe it was Zamari in the Duke game who single-handedly blew up a screen pass that Duke throw. How do yep. you how do you teach blowing up those screens? Even though it's you know a horizontal passing route, it can yep. pop for big yardage. Yeah. If as a cornerback, you're not cutting through that traffic, cutting through that clutter, right. and being able to make the play immediately. Um, first of all, it's it's Coach Thacker putting us in a in a situation where we're able to have our eyes uh, on the on the bubble or the, the quick throw out there so we can see it. Um, so he, he puts us in a good position to do it, and then, and then it's just having our eyes in the right place. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, based on the defense called, it's, it's part of our job description to be able to play those and be aggressive and go attack them. Um, and so we just got to have good eye discipline and, and, uh, and trigger when, when our key tells us to. What's in the route tree for Virginia? What kind of routes do they like to run where they're accounting for the fourth most uh, pass attempts yeah. per game in the nation? Uh, they're going to throw the ball a whole bunch. They are going to throw it down the field. So you're going to get verticals and posts and curls, and uh, they'll throw some, some quick game stuff too. And they're just very good at uh, moving all their pieces around. Um, you know, and so they get the ball to everybody, and they've got a very dynamic skill set as far as, uh, you know, two and three, those guys can run. Uh, zero's a, a big tight end that can body guys out. 99 is an incredibly good athlete that's uh, played some quarterback, I think, at Mississippi State, right? So he's thrown some passes, and they'll move him around. They'll shift him. They'll hand him a jet sweep. Um, and so they just they do a really good job at, at moving the ball around, and you can't just key on one guy. I mean, you know, you, you watch the Louisville game, and there's plays where Louisville is doubling 
uh, three and four. And so they just sit back and they're throwing the ball to zero and 99. I mean, you know, they're just going to take what you give them, and that's what they're very good at. Brennan Armstrong, Virginia's quarterback, he's a left-hander. I'm yeah. curious, as a quarterback, does that yeah. change anything, just the way the ball comes out of his hands or how you have to angle yourself right. to jump in front of a receiver? No, it doesn't really change anything from that standpoint. It's always a little bit different watching those guys um, because the ball comes out at a different spot. And so uh, I usually by, by Friday, Thursday, Friday, you kind of uh, the players are a little more accustomed to, to where to pick up that ball at because it, it does come out at a different angle. But at the same time, as far as down the field, um, it doesn't really change anything there. It's eyes on my receiver, drive three steps to the man, then take a peek back. Uh, if you're in position, and at that point, you usually don't see the quarterback throw it. Uh, you know, if those if those DBs, unless you're playing pure zone coverage, if they see a quarterback throw it, typically they're going to see a receiver catch it. And so, um, you know, a lot of times that the lefty part of it doesn't really affect uh, how we're going to play routes down the field. It's one of those things that unless you play the position right. like you did, you know, it could be a great question. It yeah. could be a completely inane question, but I had to ask it anyway. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your playing days, you were at the University of Miami, as we had alluded to earlier, but you almost were a cadet That's right. coming out of high school. <laughs> Explain this story. But now you're really going back. Um, so essentially, um, well, I broke my leg going into, uh, you know, spring of my junior year of high school. And so um, I missed most of my senior year. And so it really boiled down to um, – you know, I wanted to walk on. I wanted to play somewhere at uh, at the FBS level, um, and so it, it really boiled down to the the Air Force Academy. It offered me a you know an opportunity there, and then my running back or my high school coach knew the running backs coach at the University of Miami. Um, they needed walk ons, um, and so it kind of those were really my two my two options, and and they were polar opposite of each other. I was going to say, how uh, tough <laughs> was it to turn down an appointment at the Air Force, particularly yeah. when you broke that news to your parents? That's right. Yeah, my dad was my dad was a little disappointed uh, when I told him that, that that wasn't the decision I made, but uh, but um, but they always supported me through the whole thing. But and it was difficult. I think um, you know, kind of everything that that the Air Force Academy and all the academies have to offer is is pretty pretty unique and and pretty um, you know. Academically, it's it's a lot like this place in terms of opening up a lot of doors and opportunities mm -hmm. for you. I mean, it's unbelievable, um, and so uh, that was definitely different. But I just had to chase my dream. I had to follow my heart and chase my dream of, of playing football and playing big time college football. And so, um, you know, so I, I went to the University of Miami. He could have been like Mikey Minahan's dad, who's a right. uh, four star general in the no, U.S. Air Force. Yeah, no question. Ultimate respect for him. <laughs> I think his dad now has more stars. Than right. Mikey did coming yeah. out of high school. I don't know if he's aware of that. Uh, who was the toughest wide receiver that you faced at Miami, either on the team or another school in the Big East during yeah. your playing days? Well, I played with some pretty good ones. Um, you know, Santana Moss, Reggie Wayne, um, you know, Yatil Green when I first got there. Um, I mean, you know, played against some 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 really good guys. Um, I would say Peter Wark at Florida State was pretty good. I mean, he was a dynamic athlete. Never totally panned out in the league um, to the level that he played in college, but um you know it was um it was an adventure every week and so it really is uh, it's like the ACC now I mean every week you gotta you gotta show up and play and you're gonna go against guys that are that are uh the best in college football and so um just like the the group we got rolling in or we're going to, to see in Charlottesville I mean we got to show up every day uh and and be on your A game your teammates with Edron James at, I was uh, Miami that's yeah. right fellow Hall of Famer this year with Calvin Johnson that's right did you know he had Hall of Fame material uh, back in your playing days together? Uh, I would say yes. Um, you know, those guys, I mean, he was just an individual that you couldn't tackle him in practice. Um, and so uh, you could just tell that he, he was different and he was special.
Well, you guys have one thing in common, though. Even though you play it on opposite sides of the yeah. ball, you both had touchdowns right. in your career at Miami. <laughs> See, as a broadcaster, I'm yeah. always keen on looking through the bios of players okay. and seeing which ones were quarterbacks in the high school because That's I right. immediately identify those yeah. guys as potential threats on a gadget play. And right. it was a gadget play. You were the holder right on a field goal attempt at That's Miami, right. and then got up from your kneel yeah. and tossed a touchdown and yeah. you have that forever. Uh, take us through that play. Yeah, no, that was um that was a, that was a I was a freshman uh when I threw that touchdown pass. Uh we were playing up at West Virginia and uh we were down I think uh 10 to 3 at that time when when coach Davis called that that uh fake field goal and so um Bubba Franks was the tight end that I was essentially he was my target down the field and I was, you know, he'd caught a million passes in practice and you see him and it was just like you know, he's got great hands. And so if in doubt, throw it up to Bubba was kind of my <laughs> philosophy. And I rolled out and I didn't see anybody open. I just chucked it up in the air and okay. Bubba went up and got it and caught it in the back of the end zone. So he made me look good on that play. Okay, so this wasn't like a <laughs> wide open Bubba Franks. You had no. to earn this touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, there was some luck involved. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, got the, I got the ball in his catch radius and uh, he, he went up and, and made a play for us. Who had the better spiral on their uh, special teams touchdown? You were Presley Harvin from Miami back a few right. years ago. Right. Um, I'm guessing Presley might have thrown a better dime, uh, what you're insinuating. Yeah, his was on the money. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was unbelievable. Right. Wrapping up with Jeff Popovich, of course, we have Georgia Tech and Virginia this Saturday, 730 at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville. Like we said, you're facing a Virginia team that averages more than 400 passing yards a game. Your guys will be you know, under siege all night long right. from passes, but... At the same token, there's an opportunity to make plays, play after play. So what will make for a a winning mindset for your defensive backs on Saturday and a successful day for the cornerbacks against the Cavaliers? I think, um, you know, we're approaching it that way. It's, hey, attack, 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 and and play play fast, play aggressive. Um, You know, trust and trust in your technique and and just go out there and play one snap at a time. And and that's what will lead to our success. Uh, Communicating with everybody. Everybody's on the same page. Get the call. Get lined up. Uh, what's my responsibility? What's my technique? And then just, you know, trust in your training at that point and go play fast. If anybody deserves a good night's sleep yeah. after Saturday's game, final win to win, yeah. I'm guessing it'll be you. So yeah. we'll tie the room together on that. Jeff Popovich, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. He's Jeff Popovich. Once again, for Jeff Collins, our entire crew back at 680 The Fan, I'm Andy Demetra. Thanks once again for listening to the Jeff Collins Show. We'll talk to you on Saturday for the Jackets and Cavaliers. Have a great night, everyone. Fall is finally upon us, and that means football season, pumpkin spice, and bugs. But it's still warm here in Georgia, which means the local populations of pests like mosquitoes, ants, roaches, and rodents are still out and about. Luckily, you can trust the experts at Arrow Exterminators to protect your family and keep your home or business pest-free inside and out. The professionals at Arrow understand that it's not just any home, it's your home. Schedule your free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit Arrow Exterminators Home, this field, this stadium, this city, it has no equal in college football. Touchdown, Jackets! When we step onto this field, we feed off of your passion. We need it because there's absolutely nothing like it. Back in the ATL. Back in the 404. Back home. Tech returns home on Saturday, October 30th for an ACC battle with Virginia Tech. Get your tickets at ramblinrec.com. 
And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Hey, stranger, want us to deal you a hand? Your goat can play, too. We play Kino. Kino? That's got to be as tricky as brushing a mule's teeth. It's easy. You just pick 10 numbers, then Kino picks 20. The more you match, the more you win. Huh, and if I match all 10 of my numbers, I win... Up to 100 grand. We'll shoot fire that... What, tarnation? Don't ever say shoot fire around my goat. Win up to $100,000 every three and a half minutes. Play Kino from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. You've been listening to the Coach Jeff Collins Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.